The Money Show. Shapeshifters. So tonight's Shapeshifter uh, runs a business that all started in 2012 when we ran something called the Thousand Rand Challenge. And we gave five people, four of our regular contributors and a listener, a thousand rand each. And we said to them, you've got six weeks into will, in, in which you can build a business and any profit you make, bring it back to us and we will give that profit to the Starfish Foundation. So we gave a thousand rand each to, from our traffic desk, Tsejo Mudisani. Uh, Warren Ingram at Galileo Capital got a thousand rand. Paul Teron, the managing director of Vestact, got a thousand rand. Pavlo Fatidis at Auric Business Accelerator got a thousand rand. And Valerie Pohl. Now, what we did was we opened it up and we said, submit your ideas and pitch your ideas. And a whole bunch of people pitched and we just Immediately, as soon as Valerie called, we knew we had somebody special. She was an estate agent looking for a side hustle. So Tsechel tried a couple of things. Uh, Warren got his mother-in-law to make Italian home-cooked meals. Paul did a social media hybrid for runners. Valerie made jewellery. She created a business and ran it for years. And if you're listening, Valerie, I'd love to know if it's still going. Um, And she created jobs. And she created jobs for women making jewellery. I still don't really know what Pablo did. But Kirsty Bissett, our shapeshifter this evening, can explain it. This is how it all played out on the night as we started tallying up the numbers. And we started with that nice man, Mudisani. Tsejo Mudisani gave us a profit. He brought a total of 1,050 rand, which is 50 rand profit. We will not sneeze at 50 bucks profit. Paul Teron uh, brought us 3,241 rand and 85 cents. Not bad for a series of wet weekends. Valerie Pohl, who is our declared winner on business concept. What Valerie brought us was 4,750 rand in total of which 500 rand was gained as she walked in the door this evening, which is exceptional. Well done to you, Valerie. Warren Ingram, through getting the expertise of his mother-in-law, brought us, who would care to hazard a guess? Shout out a number. 14, 12,000 rand. 12,000 rand. Okay, well, see, Tracy's been in this for a long time. Somebody's saying 10, a couple of people are saying 6. Warren Ingram's mother-in-law earned us 11,495 rand. And Pablo Fatidi's what? <laughs> I can't read that. Tracy Webster, read that number. I think you might have just sorted out the uh, orphan issue in South Africa. Um, Fifty thousand six hundred and sixty-seven. It was an astonishing, astonishing evening. It really was. And the Starfish Foundation got about 75,000 rand as a result of the efforts of five people who had, in total, 5,000 rand to start out with. Um, In the room that day was not only Pablo Fatidis, who camped it up like nothing I'd have ever seen. He came in uh, with too many buttons undone on his shirt, his jacket flying in the breeze behind him, armed security guards, you know those cash and transit guys, with cases full of cash. He even brought in one of those money-counting machines to put it all in um, and to count the cash. 
he also brought with him somebody we'd never met before. Her name is Kirsty Bissett. Uh, I can't believe, Kirsty, this is 2012. And you were in the room and you were armed with the princely sum of one rand. Take me through that night from your perspective. Sheesh, Bruce, listening back to that clip actually put a lump in my throat and I can't believe we're here today still talking about it. Yeah, so Pablo and I worked at Batsos for six weeks. We uh, we developed a kind of social media agency and using both of our skills, Pablo's being his network and ability to systematize and my hard skills when it came to digital marketing at the time, we brought those skills together to help market certain brands, do workshops for certain brands. And that's effectively how Stir was born when I bought the business off him for one rand. And some of those brands that we worked with back in 2012 stayed with Stir up until today. It's an astonishing story. I mean, it, uh, how did you and Pablo uh, sort of hook up? Um, did, did, were, you, um, were, were you inside the Auric business at the time? Were you dragged in kicking and screaming as he looked for somebody <laughs> dumb enough to, to run this project for him? Auric was my very first job out of varsity. I had completed my postgraduate business school and all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, went for a job interview there and started working at Auric uh, beginning of 2011. And I, I finished up my stint at Auric at about March 2012. And then, yes, he dragged me back in, kicking and screaming for the 1,000 Rand Challenge a few months later. Um, and you guys, you, you guys really did set the base in place for this business, which then you handed over the one rand, and you took on this business of what is to become Stir Digital, a KZN-based digital marketing agency. For those of us who live in the industrial age, uh, what is a digital marketing agency? A digital marketing agency markets brands on any digital platform. So we use content creation, website development, influencer marketing, email marketing, and e-commerce to provide sales for brands. So any piece of content that you see on the internet that follows you around on your smartphone, a digital agency is responsible for. Well, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's the idea. But you, you, you're not uh, uh, an uninvolved player in your agency. I mean, I follow you on social media and you are incredibly active, incredibly busy, incredibly outspoken about the trials and tribulations, the joys, the highs and the lows, yep. um, the exhaustion, um, the, the the bad days and the good days. I mean, you, you talk about all of the stuff with, with an incredible amount of frankness in a way that one doesn't see many people who are running their own businesses do. What gives you the guts to do it? I really believe that entrepreneurship has been glamorized far too much. <laughs> we see, and I'm guilty of it, to be fair, when I started in 2012, all I saw was the, the glam and, you know, the radio interviews and the money and the awards. Um, and it didn't take me very long to realize that it has that takes up the tiniest fraction, the tiniest iota of what entrepreneurship truly is. And I, I really want entrepreneurs to know that because I don't want entrepreneurs to fail. Um, I think 90% of businesses fail in the first year. And I think that's due to lack of just the realization of what entrepreneurship actually involves. So that's why I'm so open about talking about how difficult it is and 
to be fair, it only took it, it was only until recently I could publicly start talking about my one failure. But I think it's really, really necessary to talk about how difficult it is um, and how much guts and resilience and perseverance it takes to keep a business running and to make it successful. Talk to me about the failure. Okay, <laughs> if you insist. Um, my 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 first failed business, and I say first because I don't know if it will be the last, um, was uh, an online meat company called Bryfree, which I started in. I uh, remember you talking about Bryfree, yeah. and then it did go very quiet all of a sudden. Yes. Uh, yeah, so it, it, it was wildly successful, Bruce. Um, you know, anyone listening in Joburg would be able to attest to what an incredible business this was. We saw um, a massive revenue spike. You know, we hit for an unknown brand, an unknown space. We hit a million rand turnover within four months. Um, so it, 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 it really was a hockey stick growth. Um, but the industry is very difficult and somewhat unregulated. And unfortunately, with the tiny margins that it holds and difficulties with suppliers, it was something that we unfortunately couldn't sustain and had to close down. Um, it, it taught me a lot and it was one of the most emotional periods of, of my life. But I really believe now it's so great to have a failure under my belt. We'll talk about those lessons that you learned there, but also Adrian Gore says, actually, you learned a lot more from success than failure. I wonder if you've learned a lot more from success than failure. And then there's the big reveal, which we'll get to before Eyewitness News at 8 o'clock. Kirsty Bissett is the chief executive of Stir Digital. She bought her business live on air for the princely sum of one rand in 2012 after our thousand rand challenge. She's built other businesses. One of them has failed. Others have succeeded. Um, what do you learn out of the failures, Kirsty? I think the, the biggest learning for me from my failure was to get everything in writing. And I know it seems so obvious, but when you're in the throes of starting a business, it's, it's kind of like when you start dating someone, you're so in love and you're so in the honeymoon phase and nothing can go wrong. And, you know, the sound of them chewing doesn't bug you. And it, it's just so romantic. And you, you kind of forget about the, the nitty gritty, the anti-nuptial contract, you know, or the shareholders agreement in this instance. And uh, that, was, that was a big learning for me and to not get lost in the romance and to get everything in writing. Um, good, a good, a good, and hopefully not too expensive lesson. Do you learn more from success than failure, or do you think you've learned more from 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 the the blups um, of the meat business? I've personally learned more from success. I, I think you you need to look at the person that you are when you're successful and when you fail. Because when you're successful, it's very easy to be happy, but that success, you know, it it, it can be fleeting. And in failure, when you're down and out, you learn about, okay, how am I going to pick myself up out of this? Because this isn't forever and I can learn the lessons and move forward. So I think there's a lot to learn in both. But I think that, that the humility that you need to learn in success and the grit you need to learn and the ability to just, just put your head down and still get stuff done and still grow and still be ambitious enough to take the next step, um, that's why I think you learn more in success than failure. Talk to me about the grind, the commitment, the startup, the the hustle of, of of creating something from scratch. There's there's so much to to learn. You know, I I started Stir without any agency experience, 
I, I, I effectively started Stir. Yes, it was off the Thousand Rand Challenge, but I also effectively started it because I couldn't find a job. I I wanted to get into marketing. I I was unemployed, but no one would hire me based on the fact that I had no actual agency experience. So here I was starting a digital marketing agency without knowing the first thing about running a business or an agency. And, you know, that that kind of those learnings that, okay, I have to learn how to make, uh, create an invoice, how to register for VAT, how to uh, create a sales funnel. That that's that's a really really tough one, and and something I don't think entrepreneurs think about at the start. They think, okay, I'm good at something, I'm passionate about something, therefore I can do it. And often the other functions of the business aren't aren't thought about or, or aren't considered the day to day hustle and to do lists and tasks and all the boring stuff isn't really considered at the start. But it's it, the boring stuff. Like you, I mean, it's all you kind of expect that it's going to come. But it's the technical stuff. It is the the real hassle of the bureaucracy of creating a business in South Africa that turns so many people off it. Mm. Mm. So much. <laughs> I've started multiple businesses in the last eight and a half years, and unfortunately, all of that red tape has never got any easier. But so somebody I know says, you know what? He quite likes the red tape because he's established. Um, and it keeps competitors out. And, you know, for all of South Africa's talk about being competitive and all of these wonderful things, actually, all the red tape is actually makes South Africa harder to compete in. And for him... Oh, no, the competition is so good, though. Like, you can't want to keep competition out. You're joking. It's so good. It opens up the industry, right? Well, I, I would think so, but this is his view, and he has had many years of experience, many, many years of experience. Now, listen, the big the big story, I mean, Pavlo, um, if he doesn't tell us about systems, he tells us that there is only one thing you ever do with a business, you, you build it so that you can grow it and sell it one day. That is the ultimate goal, and what you have done um, recently, I think, is that you have sold your business. You have sold your child. You have sold the, the business we created on the show. I mean, I've done all the work, obviously. It's, it's all me. Um, but you've sold Stir Digital. I really hope Pablo is listening. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm elated to announce that after nine years since the Thousand Rand Challenge, after over 10 years of hearing Pablo talk about building for an exit and building blah, to sell, blah, blah. <laughs> um, I have successfully exited Stir. So um, Stir has merged with an agency called Have You Heard? Um, they are brilliant. They are so they are so oh, very yes. good. I've met them. They you are know, very clever people. Yes, yes, and they've spoken about you. Oh dear. <laughs> um, they <All> are right. <laughs> only good things. I promise. Um, they are a world class insights and culture driven agency uh, with offices in Joburg, Cape Town, and London, and. They work with brands across the world, and the opportunity for us to bring our experience and vision together is truly exciting. Um, I I didn't want to, I never wanted to just sell and run with Stir. So um, our agreement is that I'm staying on as the managing director of Heavy Heard Durban and heading up the acquisition and retention of clients both locally and internationally. Brilliant. That is lovely to hear. It really is, Kirsty. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's, it's rude to ask about this, but the sale price, but please tell me you sold it for more than one rand. 
<laughs> just a just a touch more. I don't sell. I don't sell and tell, but just a little more. Than okay, that. no, no, that's fine. As long as you as long as you've made a return on your original uh, investment, the one round investment, and you've made you know you've, the time value of money, and you've taken inflation into account, all of these things. But Kirsty Bissett, what a fabulous story, um, and it's a lovely tale. Thank you for coming on and sharing it with uh, with us this evening. Our shapeshifter, Kirsty Bissett, the chief executive. Of what's it called? Have you heard Durban? It's not. It's, it's, not, a <laughs> it's not a stirring. It's not a stirring. <laughs> have to work on the branding. Because he said, "Thanks for coming and telling us the story and reminiscing, reminiscing with us about the business that started as a result of a radio game show." fabulous tale. Thank you, Kirsty Bissett. Get the results your business wants with a winning employee benefits formula from Momentum Corporate. Winning in partnership with you, they will apply their deep insights into the science of employee benefits and formulate your evidence-based solution. The result will be employees who feel appreciated, protected, and invested in the success of your business. Momentum Corporate. Success is a science.